When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what, too, is a lot of people don't get mental health. They don't understand it. They think it might not exist. They think people are using it as a crutch, maybe. And I think and I think about that, too. It's like, well, Tim just being a baby or Tim can be better. Or I might be a little bit annoying to some people because of like my high high energy because of ADHD. So like, but then I'm just breaking myself down even more and being like, oh, this is why you're worthless. Like, this is why you're not good enough. And that's why people probably hate you. And it's like, then again, it's like now I'm making things up in my head. So it's like a constant circle of just like, you don't know what's going on in your head. This is Knocking Doors Down, a podcast about those who've turned their darkest times into their greatest advantages. I'm your host, Jason Lachance, and of course, I have struggled with alcoholism as well as some other childhood traumas. I come from a long line of addiction, but I've turned my life around in sharing my journey along with the journey of others here on Knocking Doors Down to inspire, to motivate, and to help others find purpose. My guest, Tim McCarthy. Why did I want to talk to Tim? Well, Tim is the host of 20 Tim Minutes, an awesome podcast. And Tim and I became buddies through social media. Tim's doing great work, having all kinds of serious conversations with people in the area of mental health or things that they've struggled with and had to overcome throughout their lives. He opens up very much about his bipolar disorder, medications that he's taken, as well as sharing some interesting stuff about his family lineage. He actually shares it here for the first time about taking a DNA test that gave him clarity on who his father is. So we get into that. And of course, he is inspirational. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. Please hit subscribe on whatever platform that you're enjoying on. Share these episodes with someone that you think might just need to hear some of the knowledge that the guests share here on the podcast in the conversations that we have. I've got to thank 5150. 5150 is about having the power to overcome, to persevere, the power to set your life on a course to success. And right now, you can get 20% off when you go to 5150ltm.com. Use the code KDD20. That's KDD20. 20% off. Check out all the swag, hats, shirts, sweatshirts, all the gear that you want and get 20% off because we couldn't do knocking doors down without 5150. Here's my guest. Tim McCarthy, host of uh, 2010 Minutes, one of my podcasts that I listen to regularly. It's good to talk with you finally. Dude, I'm so pumped. Uh, we're cut from the same cloth, I feel like. Uh, we both hat wearers, <laughs> both studs, you know what I mean? And I love that we met each other on Twitter because that's where I feel like most of my friends are coming from lately. Uh, absolutely. Don't don't forget uh, pro wrestling geeks as well. Yep, big Which pro wrestling geeks. We will get into our fandom. But uh, for those who don't know, uh, Tim's podcast link's in the description. Tim does some great episodes. I mean, geez, recently had Dane Cook on. Uh, you've talked with people so many, so much uh, different backgrounds, but I want to ask why, because you're incredibly open about your mental health struggles um, using medication, bipolar. I'm correct on that. Yeah. Yep. Bipolar too. 
yeah why why is it that it led you to want to do a podcast I, it fascinated the shit out of me and you're like hey man check mine out too and i'm like oh this dude's raw yeah yeah super raw i feel like um yeah i dealt with depression i want to say right after like college i didn't know what it was i thought i was just sad for being like homesick and i took like prozac and Oh, like this stuff they just gave me. It was like giving me Skittles from the store. I was like, yeah, I'll take them. Like, wow, whatever. 2004, 2005, I feel like mental health wasn't a big issue back. Well, it was an issue, but people didn't treat it like an issue. So fast forward to like my 30s, like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm, I'm like currently going through a separation with my wife and just having mm -hmm. trouble with that. And just having like the, like just having like a crisis within me. Um, and so around May 5th, well, May 5th, 2019, I, I was going to attempt to kill myself by hanging and um, which I dubbed Cinco de Hango. But I feel like a lot of people don't find that as funny as I do. because I, I use the sixth sense of humor just to like get by. I always say if I didn't have my sense of humor and my taste in music, there's no way I'd be living right now. Right. I agree with you on that, man. I've been there. I mean, I, you may have heard, I talked about the, you know, I had a car accident. People think I was drunk is like, no, I did that shit on purpose, man. Yeah. That's, that's gnarly, dude. It's like what you want to go, like what you could do when you're at your lowest, you like, don't even care. You're just yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll go out like this. Yeah. Yeah. Reality so, isn't even a friend of yours at all. No, not at all. And it was like, I always tell people, like, I always felt like I was in the back seat of my head and like, I was looking through my eyes. I kind of say it was like, get out, but without the racism, like my body would just move and I would just be in it. And I would remember certain things. And yeah, the day that it almost happened, I remember watching uh, Adam Sandler's uh, freshness or whatever it was like a hundred percent freshness. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like his live? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't. Re so this is what happened. I okay. watched it and I, rem I remember the Chris Farley song and I remember being super sad about it because like he lost his friend and I love Chris Farley. And then I looked at the calendar, waved to my dogs. Like I said, bye and went upstairs and I was going to I was going to attempt to take my life. And I stood there with like the I had a jujitsu belt and I had it around my neck just standing there and like crying. It could have been six seconds, but I felt like I was there for hours and I don't know how long I was there. And then my cat knocked me out of it because she like bumped into me and I was like, oh, you need to eat. I was like, if I don't feed my cat, I'm going to be a dick. Mm. And uh, so I fed my cat. Then like my phone rang. And then I saw that like my coworker was like very, like very concerned with me because I was making crazy statements that I don't remember making. So fast forward back to the Adam Sandler thing. I finally had the courage to rewatch it because I felt like it was going to be a trigger. I didn't remember one skit. It was like watching it for the first time besides the Chris Farley thing. Like that's how disassociated I was that I sat through something and didn't even watch it. And I, and I know what you're talking about. I've had so many moments like that, that it's frightening. It's like, how was I body present, but nothing else was man. Yeah. Nothing. It's definitely scary. And like, that's what I felt like when I was going up the stairs, I felt like, I was disassociated. I like saw my own body walking up the stairs. It's like, obviously like, that's not what happened. Like, it's, I feel like that's not physically possible, but like, that's what I felt like in my, my own skin. It was just like, I don't even know like what's happening. And then like looking back, it's like, that was such a strange feeling that maybe that's what people go through when it does happen. Right. And, and my wife like made, like said that like going through a separation, obviously she's still my wife. Um, she said that, like, yeah, people probably went through that and you stopped yourself before that fight, like that final step. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Because that is interesting. Cause like a lot of people, you can't talk to anybody. And yeah. so you don't know what they saw, what they felt like right before that. And it's unfortunate. 
it's a snapback. It almost it, it is jolting. It's like like you know I always harken back to when uh, Nikki Six of Motley Crue talks about you know the second adrenaline needle hit his heart, so he didn't overdose on heroin. It's like he snapped back down into his body. And granted, not to compare our situations to an overdose where luckily somebody right, has right. their life saved, but it is a similar kind of feeling. Like we're like what the fuck like since it's come back everything you're just like how did i get here you know my last fall off with drinking i was sober and don't remember going to buy it and then i came through on the third beer and i'm like when the fuck did this happen you yeah know? dude i can only imagine it's uh so uh i have started prozac at like 19 for me and i'm not telling anyone that's using it not to but it was not a good experience I don't really remember it. I had it as 19. I'm 36 now. I just remember just taking it and I don't remember much. It's, my memory's bad as it is. So I, I, it obviously didn't work for me because I was taking it. And I don't know if I was abusing it at all. I know like in college, like you do that type of thing, like things you're like, oh, I'm going to take this pill and just see what happens. Like, I feel like everyone does that. Um, not everyone, maybe, maybe just my psycho ass <laughs> in that in college. Just but, our circle. Yeah. Just our little circle. And, um, yeah, I, I went through so many different types of pills, man, like uh, Lexapro. Um, some I was on Ativan for my my anxiety. And there was, a, there was another one. I forget which it was, but I remember it helped me out. I was mentally positive, but my body was so depressed. Like I would be on the couch. I'd be like, things are great. And I couldn't get up or shower, <laughs> but my mentality would be like, oh, everything's awesome. Yeah. And I, I had to get off that. And another thing that really sucks with a lot of these pills is like, I, I call it Play-Doh dick where like, dude, you have a tough time getting an erection and yeah. I feel like it's embarrassing at some points. And you're like, no, I just, I, I took my Adderall a little bit earlier today. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I've been through it. Like for me, when it was Prozac, again, I'm, I'm not trying to deter anyone. Talk no. with your doctor. Yeah, Tim and I, neither are doctors. Yep. Uh, to preface it, but for me, it wasn't that the uh, the the flag couldn't go up the flagpole, but there was no final salute, man. It was just like oh, yeah. numb forever, you know. And my girlfriend at the time, like, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't keep doing this, uh, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and I do have to admit that was one of the factors that got me off of it, as well as uh, people like, dude, you're just always up. Like, like it could have been uh, our friend George got in a car accident, like. Is he okay? Well, good. All right. So what, you know, it was like nothing. There was no empathy. It started to fade away. And that was a scary thing for me, you know? Oh yeah. I can only imagine. I'm very empathetic and losing that would be tough. Yeah, that is it. I'm on Wellbutrin now, so it's not a SSRI. It's a, a dopamine one. So I seem no side effects of any kind at this point. So I was, uh, I was on Wellbutrin cause it was for my, um, uh, winter depression obviously you don't yes. really have winters like i do out here so dude once like november hits it's like i'm like scared i'm like oh man i'm gonna go down this like dark hole but well butrin really helped me out a little bit more uh this past winter i just weaned off of it because like i think we decided that i shouldn't be on it the whole year just in case and then like come the winter time i'll be on it so yeah i don't mind talking about pills it was funny i was on the the waffle shop podcast i don't know if you know him he's uh, -uh. uh the, bloke from uh, over the pond really good guy and uh he was like you're the only person i've ever heard talk about their medication openly and i was like yeah man like that's the part that 
another part people need to be open about. Like I take Wellbutrin, I take Lamictal for my my bipolar, and that what that is is like it caps my off my my mood. So it's like the beat beat machines when like <laughs> someone's on life support. Mine used to be just like this, but now they kind of get capped off. And then I take Adderall for my ADHD. And then I take Abilify, and I'm not going to lie to you, I don't know what that really does. <laughs> but I just take it, and they just give it to me. And I've been in such a great mood because I've been so strict with my medication. Like, I have alarms set on my phone now. I I um, I just make sure to take it. And I, I still have my issues. Like, I had an issue last night, like, being, like, very, like, manic because, like, I couldn't get something to work. And I just worked, like, 16 hours, and I was just, like, like angry and i was just like i'm gonna smash this thing but it's like i feel like such a baby almost like that's another thing i, I hate about being bipolar is like i feel like i complain about little things but like little things like i turn anthills into into mountains if, if that's the analogy yeah. of what that is um but yeah that's yeah medication you got to be open with it but like you said you can't be like oh, i'm a doctor pretty much and be like yeah you should try right. this it's like no i don't suggest anyone trying my medication whatsoever like <laughs> go talk to your doctor and figure out what works the knocking doors down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the carlos vieira foundation and how it all started all proceeds from the book benefit the carlos vieira foundation's race to be drug-free campaign so what's that all about through the race to be drug-free campaign Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. Yeah, neither of us are board certified physicians. Granted, I went to college for seven and a half years, but no, I didn't get a doctorate. So, you know, I just couldn't yeah, right. figure out what the fuck I wanted to do with life. Yeah, um, some people some people have so much trouble with going through meds. I'm like part of like Facebook groups and everyone talks about like the negatives of what they take. But I'm like, that really works for me. And I can only imagine that's like a deterrent for some people that aren't educated enough. And that's what's tough. You got to like learn on your own. And that's all you know how it is. That's like the longest road in the world is getting help from your standpoint. Like that's that's tough too. battling an addiction. Yeah. Well, and it, it for me, obviously, you know, talking about it, it's very much family lineage, you know, and it's not just the chemical as far as an outside chemical, but, you know, the the sex and love stuff from a, you know, sexually abusive childhood as far as the molestation incident, the heavy exposure to pornography. And I still haven't released it yet. I did an episode with my dad and it and Tim, it was the hardest thing I've done to date and this podcast i've cried many of people have gotten tears but that was tough to learn so much about my family lineage of addiction both sides uh, and then a lineage of the lachance men uh you know my dad my grandfather my great-grandfather very well easy to document the sex and love stuff you know yeah. for that and um man it's it's tough when we come to it but you know i bring that up because Normally, a lot of depression, anxiety, certain stuff, mental health things can be hereditary. Is it? Do you find that in your family? Are you an anomaly? Uh, see, it's it's very weird because I, my like 
I I don't know because it's such like a thing where like it wasn't talked about like nothing against my mother but she wasn't educated enough like sure. when I was like in high school being sad and, and stuff like that um I could assume that maybe some people in my family might have had it I don't want to say who just in case they end up listening <laughs> but it doesn't surprise me in a way looking at the others in my family and I know like my, my sister, she, she's on medication for certain things. We're very similar in a way. Mm. Um, and I think it's just like, I'm very open with it with my siblings a lot. And I don't think they're as open with me, which is totally fine. Maybe because I think they're okay. Not like everyone's okay, but like, I think when they compare it, they're like, yeah, um, it is tough for Tim and maybe they don't want to put it on me or anything. Sure. Um, I think that that happens a lot. It might happen for you too. I think that's another thing where like people come out and you're helping them, but they kind of ask you for answers and you don't really have them yeah. uh, for people. And it's, and it's good to have somebody to talk to, but I, yeah, we got to stress that just like, I'll help you as much as I can, but I can't help you get to that. Like, like euphoric state where you get better. And yeah. Like I can, I can help you along the lines. I can help you direct you to like who to talk to. But yeah, with when it comes to family, I would say a lot of people. Like I agree, is it's like a lineage. And my like great 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 grandfather was probably fighting in wars, and he's like, I can't do this, man. I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself before I go into this war. Right? Oh, the, there's supposed to be 14 rounds in the clip. There's only 13. Forget it. I, yeah, know, just like... mad. Where's my gun? Just like freaking out, not knowing where it is. Oh, you could all, yeah. It's like, gosh, you know, how long and through history? I mean, this stuff is, you know, we, there's so much now research, even with animals in their depression and everything. It's like, it is not exclusive to the human race. I've always said that too. Like, I, I didn't know that, but like, I feel like animals, I'm like, they get depressed. Cause like sometimes like deers and squirrels, like jump in front of cars and you're like, did they do that on purpose? Like, am I being funny? Like, yeah. like that, I feel like that could be a thing. Yeah. Is it, it's maybe it's kind of like the moments for you where, where we're still here, like the bird that swoops down and just misses the windshield. And it's like, ah, fuck my timing's off again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, that's happened to me before. Like, uh, like a hawk uh, came right near my window. I was like, oh, we almost hit that thing. But now looking back, he must have just had a bad day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so gr growing up, you got siblings. You mentioned mom was dad not present. So, oh man, this is good. I like your questioning a lot. I don't really, uh, I haven't dived deep, deep dived, deep dived into this really. Um, so my father, I grew up with, we didn't have the best relationship, good guy, but it was, it was just like, he was tough to like get and hang out with in a way. Like sure. my mom had like, like um, custody with me and uh, custody with him. And then sometimes he just like, wouldn't be around to like pick me up <laughs> like, like his turn and stuff like we still talk to this day but what's even crazier and i've alluded to this in many episodes but i don't really dive into it is i took an ancestry test and found out i had a different dad oh shit yeah dude so i have like a whole like different family that that like only he know like he knows that i exist but the family doesn't know i exist wow. and so i have i have like a bunch of different half siblings that don't know I exist and they live in a town next over. It's, it was, it, dude, this happened right after 
I, I was going to attempt suicide. My mom comes over not knowing what happened to me. She's like, hey, I got to like tell you something. Because she's at the age where like if she passed and I found out, she I would have no answers. Right. And, and I respect her for it. And a lot of people said that were mad at her for waiting so long. And I'm not mad. My mom's my best friend. I, she can do no wrong in my my eyes. And she came over. She's like, yeah, the dad you grew up with might not be your dad. And she like showed me a picture of him. I was like, oh, shit. She's like, all right, spit in this tube, and we're going to send it to Ancestry. I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then she showed me a photo of the ha- of the half-siblings. And in my head, I go, if I had sex with either of these girls, I'm going to blow my brains out. Because they're only a town over. It's like I, went, like I had my fun in high school and college. It's like I was like freaking out. So, yeah, come to find out, like, he's a really good guy, but he doesn't want to break the news um, because he's been married for so long. He doesn't want to, like, right. like, like hurt them in a way. And my therapist said something great. He, he uh, She said that when I told her, I was like, yeah, he doesn't want to hurt anybody. And she was like, well, he's hurting you. And I was like, damn, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. But that's that empathetic side of you that's like, oh, yeah, man, I, I totally get it. When it's okay to, like, a boundary thing, be like, you know what? That's kind of fucked. Yeah, it's uh, it's super fucked. And people like, are like, dude, drop that hammer on him. Like, and the thing with me is, I don't want to do it for the sense of I don't want any reason for them not to like me. Sure. And being like, oh, he did this to ruin the family, or he did. Th-. Again, I'm just that's I'm making that up. I don't know yeah. if that's gonna really happen or not, but I don't want to take that chance. I want to look like the kid outside the window when it's raining, being like, can I get let in now? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like reverse selfishness in a way. Like I want them to perceive me as like kind of the one that like, I did them a favor by sitting on the sidelines for so long so they can like pretty much like enjoy their life without me. Cause <laughs> it, there was a, it was a tough battle. Like at first I was like, this is funny. And then I was like, this is very sad. This is mm-hmm. kind of funny. And now I'm depressed about it. And at this point, I just like kind of threw it to the side. And I'm like, I, it doesn't even matter. Like I got too much stuff going on in my life that this would be a huge, huge thing. And, and like that I'd have to like figure out because it would be me against all these like half siblings. And I'd be sure. like, I like am I, are all of them going to like me. It's like, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, man, that was like a game changer for my life. Just to, just to know, like, so sorry to keep like talking about this, but no, I, Okay, so I have an older sister, older brother, and a younger brother. And my older sister has a different dad. My younger brother has a different dad. But me and my older brother, at the time, we had the same dad. Up until I found out I had a different dad. So that got taken away from me. Like, I had, like, again, my my older sister, my younger brother, they're my brother and sister. Like, they might have different dads, but my mom would kill me if I said they were my half-siblings. They're not. Like, they're my family. And so my other brother... Um, that got taken away from me. And I was very upset about that because like, that was like my brother, like the McCarthy brothers. And, and like, uh, we didn't take it too well. And, uh, but Mm -hmm. looking at at it now, it's kind of like with the state of Hawaii where it's like four different islands, but we're still (laughs) the same state. You know what I'm saying? So So we're still the big island. Yeah, we're still a good island. We're one of the last ones, but we're, we're looking good. And not every day is paradise. (laughs) Well, that's probably, I would, and, and, you know, as as your buddy, man, Tim, I encourage you fill that myriad of uh, the 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 rainbow of the feelings, man, about it, because you can. Like on one hand, it's like, well, that's a trip, and on the other hand, like, motherfucker, you could you have a right to feel all that stuff. But when I hear that too, and you share about your dad as you knew him, and maybe not showing up, 
then it kind of makes a little more sense. Like, oh, is this why this dude didn't show up for me? He he probably knew or does know, and you know those kind of things. I mean, dude, that's yeah, tough, that, man. That's, yeah, that's that was a debate. That was a debate too. That he he claims that he kind of knew, but not really. But then I'm like, why was he on my birth certificate? And it was just like. It was kind of back and forth. It's kind of funny talking about this because, like, I only allude to it on my podcast just in case, like, someone finds it and they're like, I know who you're talking about. Right. But I like bringing it up with you because, like, I, I love your show. I, like, obviously, I don't listen to every episode. I'm not a liar like that. But, like, yeah. I love what you're doing. I, I think you put yourself out there. You have great guests. And if I'm going to come on your show, I got to bring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and likewise, because uh, I'll be on yours as well. Yeah. But. And and thank you for that, because I only think it helps people if if we do, you know, that that one of the things that I love about AA, my sponsor, he'll nail me with is, uh, you know, the rigorous honesty about things. And it just it just is like I I've got these things that, that they're my feelings are not good or bad, but I own them. Try not to shit on the world with them, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they go away. You know, yeah, it's, it's tough. Life's tough. It is. Yeah, dude, it is. <laughs> but it's beautiful at the same time, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, if somebody told me six years ago, hey, you're going to make a new buddy that's over in, in Massachusetts and you're going to have a lot in common. And by the way, you're going to talk for like an hour and share it with the world, whoever finds it, you know? Yeah. But, so it's, yeah. Kinda, it's, I think it's finding those things that I try to do a better job of now, like, you know, not pleasure seeking, although I, there is pleasurable things, but like real cool joys. Yeah. No, there is like things that you can find out. And I always do that. I feel like I get like, I have like those high thoughts where I'm not high. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, isn't it crazy that we're just like on a like floating rock and it's like, you can do all this crazy stuff. And everyone's like, are you high? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm just like, life's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how don't we just like fall out of the sky? I'm like, we can't get to the center of the earth, but we can go to the moon. Like, how does that work? Like, we can't get to the bottom of the ocean. Like, who knows what's down there? There could be a whole colony of people. We have right. no idea. We don't. Uh, that's what that's what makes life crazy is like those things. And there's like so many anomalies out there, like the Stonehenge. It's like I, I went out and saw that. And I never I'm not one of those people that see something I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. But like mm -hmm. that was one of those things that like shocked me. And I was like, how the hell? Did this happen? Like, I don't care how many people you have put like trying to put that up. There's no way that that was the case. And yeah. like, I'm not big. I'm not a big religious guy and I'm not a big like alien guy. But like if either happened with like Jesus so showed up or like alien showed up, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, I get it. Like, I was wrong, but I get it. Yeah, this world's mis mysterious enough. Okay. Yeah, you just got to expect the unexpected. Like, I don't get surprised by stuff, but I do, if that makes sense. It's like, yeah. oh, that's surprising, but it makes a lot of sense now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and usually it's people, especially people that I know, and something goes down and you're like, I was ignoring red flags. Yeah, All right, makes sense, though. Makes sense. I'm so bad at finding red flags in people like i always just think everyone has the best intentions i feel yeah. like i can be everyone's friend and it's like i have a tough time with that like losing friends and not being friends with people or people not really liking me like i really have a tough time with that i've had to learn to really navigate that too i'm glad you bring that up i mean what 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 kind of helps you for me it was really the the 12 step work with setting boundaries like and finding my core values about myself yeah, I'd actually don't know. Like I lost one of my closest friends uh due to like 
my unmedicated ass of being bipolar and said some rotten things to him because you can get pretty rotten. Mm. And I went over to his house and apologized for everything, like everything. I put myself out there and we don't talk anymore. Like I thought mm. that was going to help. And I think about that almost daily while I drive to work. I thought about that yesterday. Like I'm like, why do I keep thinking about this? This is like mm. almost a year ago and it still eats away at me. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to seek the answers anymore because it's like, I don't need to, and I need to like move on. So I, I don't have an answer because I'm still going through it. But mm. I think I try to tell myself, it's like, I'm at the point where I should be. I do have friends that really care about me. I got to appreciate them. I got to hang out with them as much as I can. Uh, like I have my family that I got to see more often, which sometimes like I realize like I, I should have went over to my brother's house today or like I should have went and called my sister. It's like I got to start doing that more often. And I, I always don't practice what I preach on my show a lot. And I realized that I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to text people and, and say hi. But then the next week I'm like, yeah, people don't answer. Like you should wait for them to text you. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like back and forth on it because like I like I feel like my life is like so bipolar like figuratively and like 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 not so it's like i my favorite color is gray my thoughts go back and forth all the time like i'm condes i'm not condescending i like what is the word i'm looking for it's like sarcastic uh, as hell for sure very sarcastic <laughs> and uh yeah dude it's like i just flip-flop a lot and and like you, you might be the same way like everybody else it's like you make a decision and you question it for years on something that you like sure. picked it's like once if i didn't do this it's like my would my life be better or worse and it's like everyone always says it's like you know when people say it's like oh that's a one in a million chance like oh in a different world that's a one in a million chance we're actually living that one in a million chance right now which people yeah. don't realize it's like yeah if there's some other like universe that's still living with us and they're saying the same thing it's like yeah that that makes sense and i think about that in like a life way of being like more positive about life it's like yeah dude we're in that one in a million chance of life right now it's like but sometimes it's bad like sometimes you get in a car accident like this one in a million sucks <laughs> yeah here at knocking doors down we share the stories of people who overcome adversity you know that already, but what you may not know is that our partners at the Carlos Vieira Foundation aim to help people who struggle with their own adversities as well. The Carlos Vieira Foundation helps those in need through their Race for Autism, Race to Be Drug-Free, and Race to End the Stigma campaigns. You can also choose the Carlos Vieira Foundation as your charitable organization on Amazon Smile to contribute as well. To learn more and support these causes, check out all the info at carlosvierafoundation.org. You know, I've started working with some people more, I guess you'd call them sponsees and talking with them that it's like, you know, hey, the, the focus is that we accept bad things are going to happen, but we aim to not have bad days. You know, that's mm -hmm. why we talk 24 hours at a time, man. And and I and I just think it is. And when we have these kind of things, you know, you're talking about, you know, losing a friend. I don't know why this saying came back to me that there's three types of people that will come through your life. It's a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate you lose that that friend of yours, but it makes me kind of, you know, take a look. Like I, I put myself in that scenario. What if all of a sudden, you know, Tim texts me and it's like this thing going off and I probably, because in getting to know you, be like, dude, how's it going? You know, medication not working, what's going, you know? So some yeah. people, it's just kind of those life lessons. And I think those things like with you still being bothered sticks with you because it's like, I don't want that to happen again. I, that's not what I want in, in my life. I want to be able to continue to build these bonds and, you know, trust and healthy boundaries. And 
You know what, too, is a lot of people don't get mental health. They don't understand it. They think it might not exist. They think people are using it as a crutch, maybe. And I think and I think about that, too. It's like, well, Tim just being a baby or Tim can be better or Tim right. like like sometimes like I- I'm not good with dates and I'll forget people's birthdays by mistake or like uh like I don't see certain things where like, oh, I should have like helped a little bit more or I should have like participated a little bit more. And it's like I'm just I might be a little bit annoying to some people because I'm like my high high energy because of ADHD. So like but then I'm just breaking myself down even more and being like, oh, this is why you're worthless. Like this is why you're not good enough. And that's why people probably hate you. And it's like then again, it's like now I'm making things up in my head. So it's like a constant circle of just like you don't know what's going on in your head. Yeah, dude, even though you've not struggled with addiction, as I understand, you sat in a 12 step meeting and shared that everybody in that room would get exactly what the hell you're saying. Everyone. That's cool. Yeah. And maybe it's not, but at least, you know, that, 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 Hey, I'm not alone in this thing. It's, it's out there. It's real. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I can only imagine what it is with that 12 step, man. I, I like I drink casually. Like I used to be pretty sure. like I wouldn't say terrible, but like I wouldn't say I had a drinking problem. But sometimes when I drank, there was a problem. So I cut down a lot and um, I commend anybody that is straight edge or doesn't drink. My best friend is straight edge, never touched a drug, never um, drank. And he's like my my heterosexual life mate for life. Like he's my guy. And and then anyone without tattoos, I, I love. I'm like, dude, the fact, and he doesn't have those either. I'm like, dude, you're like the rarest breed in the, in the world. I was like, I drink and I have like shitty tattoos. I'm uh, like, I hate them. I'm like, <laughs> I love my tattoos, but like I always tell people tattoos suck. <laughs> you know what? I never thought about it. So people always like, you know, who's your best friend if that comes up? And so my I've got two. One is uh, my friend since we were three years old. Amazing guy. And the other one is my Jiminy Cricket that happens to be a 6'9 black man, about 240 pounds. We played basketball together, became friends in high school. Never touched a drink, never touched a drug, no tattoos, got his stuff pretty well together. Yeah. Much like myself, probably like the women a little bit too much, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, other than that, so it's it's the weird things that we can have those kind of people in our life that, that gives us a little a trusting gauge of like, Ah, was that fucked up? Yeah, man, that was fucked up. Or yeah, nah, no, you were in the right. You know, we we need that. We all need that sounding board. Yeah, hundred percent. So, do you? Is there no like groups for mental health related stuff to just sit and and talk, or is it not something you've explored or even mm-hmm. wanted? I because I, I I've been curious. There's nothing here where I'm at. That's why I ask. I um. I don't know. I definitely haven't explored it. I would love to help other people. I, I volunteer for the, uh, as a town or city town, Plymouth rock, baby. Um, Man. so Plymouth, Massachusetts, it's, um, the Plymouth County suicide prevention coalition. And I like came upon them because some lady was selling t-shirts to raise awareness for them. And I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. So like my first t-shirt sales, I think I raised like 300 bucks for them and they were like super appreciated. And it was like, oh, that's going to help us buy like a lot of books for classes and stuff. So like I kind of go there and talk with other people and it's kind of like an unofficial, like almost like an 
not like an AA thing, but it's it's mm-hmm. good to hear other people talk. Because like one guy went and talked, one guy made a comment. He's like, I wish people that wanted to commit suicide got to see their own funeral. And that like stuck with me. And I was like, damn, I was like, that is true. Cause like you go to a funeral for someone that, that died, even if it wasn't, they didn't commit suicide, uh, not suicide. It's like, that's like heavy, man. You're like, that guy's yeah. gone forever. And yeah. to be able to see yourself in like a casket or an urn, you're like, dude, like, how did I get there? It's Keanu Reeves. I forget what he was interviewed on, but that was one of the things that stuck with me. He was asked about death and, uh, he said, I don't know, but I do know that the, those that you love will miss you. And it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a good motivator to do a lot better in life. Get the time. Like, as of this recording, my oldest, he's 14 tomorrow. It's like, how did I get from seeing the picture of this little dude in my arm fitting, you know, here to <laughs> he's almost as tall as me and probably wiser in, in uh, many ways. Definitely book smart. I mean, the kid retains everything, whereas I'm oh, like, nice. you know, memory. So it's oh. just it's just that 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 trip of like, you know, what is life about? What is my purpose? And and sometimes it's like, are the, the three people in my walls, you know, my kids, my girlfriend and myself good? OK, then. Today was a good day, you know, yep. everyone's safe, everyone's healthy, you know, it's shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, that uh, I remember seeing that he was on uh, Colbert when uh, he asked him about that. Yeah, I'm going to clip that and put it on my Instagram now. That's a that's a good one. I like the Herman Munster one when he talks about like how people are different and don't judge anybody. That's like one of my yeah. favorites because I'm a big uh, Munsters fan. But uh, yeah, that Keanu Reeves one stuck with me, too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there's there's so much of that. There's a lot of brilliance. I'm I'm on the audio book finally for uh, Matthew McConaughey. So it's kind of cool to hear. Green Knight. Like, yeah, yeah. I dude, I got the audio book for that. I haven't finished it yet, but he said that he got molested at like a young age, real quick. He didn't die, he yeah. didn't dive into it, but I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, and, and it's it's weird, uh, you know, all this stuff. I think we're just a bunch of grown children walking around. We all got a lot of wounds, man. But a lot of beauty comes out of it too. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I'm a kid all the time. Again, I'm 36 with like no hairline anymore, gray beard, and I still like <laughs> hand my ID at the, like the store when I'm buying like a drink or something, and they're like, "Yeah, you're good." I'm like, "Oh my god, I am, <laughs> I am old." <laughs> right. Uh, cause I unfortunately still nicotine and that was a place I usually don't go. And, uh, like, can I see your ID? And I'm like, Oh God bless you. She's like 43. I'm like, Oh, this, this beard has died. Trust me. Yeah, I get this yeah, one yeah. huge gray patch. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Yep. As long as I don't look like a nutcase coloring it. Once that starts, then it's yeah. like, okay, then it's time to change it up, man. But, uh, speaking of like beauty and childhood, like what, what are, what are some of the things? I mean, we're both pro wrestling fans movies tv you know for me is a lot of that healthy escapism yeah i love i'm a big music guy i love music again that like like even listening to wrestling theme songs helped me like oh, like yeah. a big mr perfect guy and like that's like that's like one of my favorite theme songs and like i'm a huge kesha fan kesha like helped me a lot and then like project pat like all these different forms of music and like i always pride myself on my taste in music and my buddy that's like straight edge he always finds me music i like like we have the same sense of music i love it but yeah dude like having those like fill-ins for your life always good for people like like for me it's like i train jujitsu when i can the podcast is good video games um i don't really watch much tv and movies anymore um but yeah music's music's a big one 
Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. I didn't know that you did jujitsu as well. I only got one stripe, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. As far as I got. That's better than zero stripes. Um, yeah, I've been training off and on, I would say. I wouldn't call it five years, but in the span of five years, I trained. I'm a blue belt now. Nice. And when I was super depressed, I got my blue belt. I tell people when I had my long beard, that was when I was at my worst. And I got my blue belt and I didn't care. Like I try, I, I worked so hard for it. And that was almost the thing that killed me is I almost hung myself with my blue belt. And I still, and now I, I wear it and it's kind of like the proverbial, like, yeah, I'm going to wear this and yeah. not be scared of it anymore. And then like, I know like for a lot of people that might be a trigger, like seeing that again, but I'm yeah. trying to like, be like, be like, I don't like the whole man up thing, but I tell myself to man up all the time. Like, I'm like, it's a personal decision to say that, but I would never say it to somebody else. It's like, right. like Nick Diaz, like, don't be scared, homie. Like, that's like the motivation I need to like do stuff like that. And I love those, like, uh, not like toxic masculinity, but it's just like the, the masculine stuff that like, it's like, it's like the WWE, WWF. Sure. It's like, you got these big dudes that come out and like ultimate warrior comes running out. You're like, that gets me jacked up. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> pointed to the gills and he's on cocaine but like he got me jacked up <laughs> right uh i actually have a drunk story about that what's the quickest so basically house party hammered going through a hard time a breakup and uh my buddies go to have their business so to speak with their company and uh i'm just there by myself I'd probably you know a full bottle of jack daniels in and I keep getting texts from this person. I'm splitting up. Well, my ringtone at the time is the ultimate warriors theme. So where does my mind go, Tim? Like, I don't want to be here. I can hear what these guys are doing. It makes me feel even more lonely. So in my mind, all of a sudden that, that, that ringtone keeps going off. I run a mile and a half home, run Dude. to the ultimate warrior. Dun, 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 dun. Dude, <laughs> it gives you an extra kind of 10 seconds on your runtime. I was like, uh, we have a transit system called the MBTA, and I saw my train coming, and that song like literally came on on random, and I just like booked it. Like I was <laughs> like, I'm getting there, and I got there, and it was great. Funny that you say that with the ringtone. I had the uh, Million Dollar Man for my alarm, so you know how it starts off with that laugh. I'd get yeah. up like instantly and be like, "What?" Like it would scare me because his laugh was so like demonic in a way because he was such an asshole, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I feel like that was the best alarm I had waking up. Oh, that's too much. Yeah, it's it's funny uh, how these things, though, childhood stick with us. I mean, people listening can't see it. Tim's got the the best WWE, WWF, really, championship, the gold, the eagle wing belt. Yeah. The replica the there hanging in the, the pod closet. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to have that, you know. And for me, one of the things, the first sponsor I ever had, he's like, what did you love to do as a kid? And I'm rambled off and then eventually hit legos it's like perfect sent me a gift card so it's like bookshelves full of star wars and lego uh you know all built up on the shelf and it's kind of that reconnecting helps don't you think some of those child things that were really innocent i literally was gonna say that it's like you still need that kid in you like you're always gonna be a toys r us kid even though they shut it down like i'm always yeah. gonna do that funny you say that about legos and it just came dawned on me like how does the wwe wwf not linked up with legos yet right i mean come on dude like a mini john cena lego like i feel like that would make a trillion bucks yeah you know a ring i mean a ring would be pretty cool to build and yeah you know. dude we gotta we gotta send some some emails to some people <laughs> lego <laughs> has a suggestion site 
Oh, dude. I, you know what? We might get some free Legos out of this. Right. Oh, dude. <laughs> podcasters be like, hey, you can have our likeness for free. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, man. I've always wanted an action figure of myself or like a mini Lego of myself would be great. Like a, like a real life caricature or like one of those like Funko Pops. Like oh, I think man. you could probably pay to get them made, but I probably is a pretty penny. Yeah, that would be cool. My own, the only Funkos I have anymore, I got rid of all of them, but two, and I got uh, Ultimate Warrior and Sting. So I had to have my Blade Runner tag team in, in together. I love it. Yeah, I still, I have a bunch, but they put away. I got, obviously, I got Tim from uh, Monty Python on the Holy Grail. Like obviously, the intro to my uh, my episode with the Monty Python Holy Grail. And I got Bill and Ted right here. I got a bunch oh. of random stuff in here, as you can see. It's like if Pee Wee's Playhouse like sneezed in here. Like, that's what <laughs> that's what it looks like. Uh, take me kind of through maybe, you know, is there things you do daily practice to maybe keep some of the stuff at bay? Um, because the, the, the more I go through life, the more I'm talking to so many wonderful, intelligent people such as yourself here on the podcast, I'm really getting more to the, the reality is master of self in life. You know, uh, one of my favorite sayings, no external solutions to an inside problem. And so it's really about putting the work in and what, what for you maybe lengthens out those depressions, lengthens out maybe the, the bipolar incidents, you know, what, what really for Tim kind of, you know, get your day kind of started right or on track. I think what gets me started, it takes me a while to get out of bed every day. I'm not a, I'm not a waking up type of person if I don't get <laughs> enough sleep. I think early affirmations are good. And like, I try to look forward to my day, even if it's work, I'll look at work and be like, oh, so-and-so is working. I love working with them. Sure. But then some days I'm like, this shift sucks. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I just try to be positive and like, think of like the little things, the little things in life are huge for me. It's like, like you, someone can get you like a big birthday gift. And obviously I love it, but like someone that just gives you like a random gift on like a random day, like it warms my heart. Sure. And I try to do that. Like I'll buy somebody a coffee behind me. Like I try to pay it forward to other people. And like that person might have a terrible day. Cause when someone did it to me, it felt great. You're like, dude, I just saved like four bucks on a coffee. Now, like, what can I do next? And just like talking to people that make me happy and making sure like checking up on them too it's like oh how are you doing yeah. um you gotta check up on the bros too like people forget that you, like bros get bros get sad too and yeah. i can i can tell when people do it's like they don't post enough on instagram anymore or you're not really hearing from them it's like that's like the kind of signs but yeah it's like i i try to appreciate the little things in life when i'm going through it like a, a song that brings me back to something like again music is a big thing for me but i try to be as positive as i can throughout my day I, I'm going to have bad days still like they still come and go, but they're not as bad because I'm being so strict with my medication. But yeah, just the little things in life. Like my therapist said, she was like, don't listen to music one day and just drive and look what's going on around you. And I did mm. it and it was tough. And like, mm. she was like, look at like buildings being made or like, look at like the scenery and stuff. And my ADHD ass can do all that because I'm doing like 20 things while I'm driving. Cause I would just listen to music and I would just get there. Like I wouldn't pay sure. attention to what I was doing. You just arrive at work. And I think that was kind of cool to do. And I, I don't do that probably enough. Um, but yeah, I just think about a lot of good things in life. It's like, this like me me and my family just went to casey and the sunshine band and i'm not even lying it's like probably the best concert i've ever been to like, right we were on. all dripped out in 70s gear like i had a cheetah shirt pleather pants like i was involved right. and, uh, 
it was just like looking like i love making memories with people and yeah. you can't you can't take those away um ever well it's uh interesting too you were earlier talking about like toxic masculinity masculinity in general and it made me kind of onto a thought that it was a really good um real i don't know instagram facebook whatever tiktok whatever mm-hmm. it was and it was talking about you know no masculinity you know like that energy that's what builds buildings and um does certain things and i think we're getting to a point hopefully uh where it's like and masculinity includes it's okay to cry it's okay mm-hmm. to, to show your emotions in a controlled way don't be a prick you know yeah. uh, but but share what's going on and I, I think, and I hope, or maybe it's because people like you and me are so deep diving deep into it, that we're getting more and more to that place. Because again, it's back to that mastery of self. If I'm in touch with me, makes it a lot easier to navigate other people. Yeah. I think a lot of people are insecure and they, and they, they have it in them to, to open up more and sure. they need to. Um, I, I hate telling people what to do, but I think people need to look at, uh, look at things differently. Like if someone's like, if your buddy's crying, like don't call him like a pussy or something. You know what I mean? Like that's not helping the situation or like telling somebody to man up. And yeah, I think everyone should be on the same boat, men, men and women. It's just like, we are all gonna, we're all in this shit together. We got to help each other out any way possible. It's like, I don't understand why people are dicks. Like, I don't get it. Like you have a bad day and you put it, take it out on somebody. I get that to an extent, but if every day, like you're an asshole, like I I've met those types of people. You're like, what is like, what is wrong in your life? Like you, do you want to talk about it? I will. Yeah. It's just prevalent. It's just like, you are just a, there are, there are some people that are just miserable in every setting. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. uh, I had a grandparent was that way. It's just no matter what, nothing was ever matter of fact too. Now that I think it never good enough. Life was net. Nothing was right. It's that generation. Yeah. You br- ask for the, you know, a cup of coffee at 110 degrees. Ah, oh, this is 111. You know, it's yeah. like the, yeah. the day's screwed. <laughs> okay. Well, shit, there's, I, I can't win anywhere. There's one uppers and there's one downers. And <laughs> it's always those people <laughs> that are, oh man. Uh, yeah, I've been accused of the one upper and uh had somebody said, Oh, you're such a Leo. And I'm like, No, I'm not trying to like one up you. I like I'm telling you a similar story because I'm trying to connect. And you know, and I think people that get me understand that. Like if you went, Yeah, I went to a wrestling show, met Triple H, he was cool. And I was like, Yeah, I went to a wrestling show, met Shawn Michaels, you know, it's like yeah. not doing it to to beat the other person out. It's just like just sharing excited. that. Yeah, and that excitement. So yeah, right. Uh, Are you a Leo? I am. Yeah. Are you into astrology? Because like it freaks me out a little bit because how accurate it is. Like I'm a Capricorn and I follow this like Instagram page and they say things. I'm like, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I not really like yes and no. It's like it's kind of interesting to read. And then if I am mirroring a behavior and it's something that I like, that's a negative trait. I don't like that. It it's kind of helps the identifying, but it's not something I would check every day or, no. you know, like I got one, I can't have kids. My girlfriend doesn't want them. And one day I sent her screenshots, like soon you will have, uh, have another, uh, child joining your family. And we got yeah. a less like, no, the fuck we won't. I guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> And it's funny, like some people just don't run into other astrology, like astrology signs. Like I, I met somebody like, oh, I've never met a Capricorn. I'm like, really? I'm like, that just seems like there's so many people in the world. It's like, how yeah. did you not stumble upon this? I guess there's, there's 12 of them, obviously. Right. There's 12 yeah. different. Yeah. 12, I, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're probably wrong. <laughs> All right, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I don't I don't follow. I don't get that. What's your rising sign? And what's your oh. like? Uh, look, I don't know. I just think uh, the only reason it got me into it is I like lions. My next tattoo is going to be a lion and uh, it just happens to a lion. OK, that that was literally as a child, how it worked out. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Leo. That's a lion. OK, cool. <laughs> Mine. Uh, I'm a Tom Brady, a goat. Nice. I like it. I like yep. it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of goats, uh, what's some of your favorite on uh, 2010 Minutes, uh, your podcast, people that you've spoken to? Oh, man. I think at the top of the list is John's Crazy Socks. It's a sock company owned yep. by a gentleman with Down syndrome. Uh, John and him and his father um, talked with me and we had such a good time. And John was so positive and he gave me like this motivational speech at the end. He like almost made me cry. And I was holding it in. I'm like, John, you got to stop, buddy. I'm like, and he was just, uh, he was a lot of fun. And, and I don't get this a lot where someone emails me after. And the dad was like, this is one of the funniest. I know this is one of the best interviews I've had because everyone always asks about John, which like, obviously like that's the story, but he's like, no one ever asks about like, what goes behind the scenes because like yeah. he has another son that like had a drug problem yeah. and they had like all this like issues with it, like going through opening up the company and everything. But that one was really nice. Uh, I interviewed Felicity feline, who's a adult entertainer who was really cool. I think she was like one of my longest interviews. Um, people in the porn industry, they go through some weird shit. And she had a great story about like being at a sex convention and some guy like came up to her and was like, I'll buy your panties off you for like 500 bucks. And she was like, no, yeah. and I came back later. It's like a thousand bucks. She was like, no, she was like, all right. He came back like an hour later. It was like, all right, 2000 bucks. She was like sold. I'm like, dude, you're just wheeling and dealing these things. And it was, it was just so funny how people, people are like that. And like, put like people are addicted to porn. Like that's a real thing. Oh yeah. No. Uh, hey, hand up. Um, I'm going to have another gentleman coming on and we get a good deep dive about it. Um, we've talked to a, a gentleman before and his story, but this one is actually, we'll touch a little bit on his story or, or we do it's our, you know, um, and, but we really talk about the actual scientific factors behind it and me, that early exposure, man, that was tougher than, than I think alcohol, but working the 12 steps helped me take a look at that and realize, wow, this is destroying my intimacy. This is destroying the things that I want to build. Um, it is, it's, it's scary. Yeah. That that's for real. And then like, I've had like, yeah, like you said, I had Dan Cook on Leo Rush, Al Snow, both professional wrestlers. Yeah. I've had like entrepreneurs and like a lot of the topics I've had were good, like postpartum depression, PCOS. And uh, yeah, I like having tough conversations. Like I talked to Joe Barksdale and Doug Middleton, who both played in the NFL. And I talked about the mental health within the African-American community. Yeah. I'm as white as lined paper, my friend. And <laughs> Like, I have no business really talking about a woman's body or like, um, like, I don't know the struggles that some African-Americans go through, but it's good to learn about that in a sense. It's like, yeah, I'm a white dude, but like, how can I help and contribute or like, sure. listen and do what I can do to help the fellow man? Like, we're all the same color when the lights go off, baby. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um but yeah, those are, I, I, I've had fun, I would say, with all, like all of my interviews. Are some better than others? Yes, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to say who's and what, but I definitely have my favorites. Like uh, if I had a bunch of children, I'm like, yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Dane was great. Um, yep. Felicity, I listened to most of it because uh, it it's still something that even though 
it's a thing I got to check. Of course, you know, you have Twitter or whatever it is, you know, yeah. even on Instagram to a certain extent, you know, it's like, oh, I got to check my brain. I can't get inquisitive and go, oh, this random thing advertised to me. This gal's wearing next to who is, she? you know? Yeah. And it really, like I, I said, it's that mastery of self. Like I know what my defects are um, mm-hmm. and I might be able to get away with them. You know, I had a situation of what the, the restored to sanity where asked for a tonic with the lime well, was a vodka tonic. And it was like, took a big swig and like, oh shit. No, nope, my brain immediately went to that point of dumping it out, you know? So we wow. get those, those restored to, to sanity kind of moments. And that's just the shit that I know the rest of my life. I'm going to have to check, you know? Yeah. It's a, oh. a battle. Yeah, it is. But Hey, what, what else are we going to do with this life? Right. It's yeah. helped me contribute. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Uh, it's time for those random questions, Tim. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I love random questions. All right. You can make uh, one ultimate dream main event for WrestleMania. Who are the two wrestlers? Ooh, that's a really good one. I would go Mr. Perfect. And I, I know they've wrestled before. I would go Mr. Perfect. And I'm not even a huge fan of him, but he's a great wrestler. It would be Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart. And it would be for the yeah. Intercontinental Championship. Because back then, they always put the IC belt on the hardest worker. And I love that about that. Like, the face of the organization would be the heavyweight champ, like Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, Randy yeah. Savage. Like, not saying they're bad wrestlers, but I love, like, the underrated guys like ravishing rick rude was like he should have been bigger than he was ted dibiase he should have he should have been ic champ so he was like i'm just gonna make my own belt and i was like i respect it i respect it yeah yeah it was a different day and age the the title had a lot more of a meaning to it you know yeah for sure then they just started coming out with a bunch of new ones I know. Hopefully they'll get back to that point with changes, but we're we could get off on pro wrestling forever here um you're stranded on an island got one movie one music album what are they it would be Bre- the movie breaking i don't know if you've seen it it's a break <laughs> yeah. yeah electric boogaloo but oh yeah yeah take the first one turbo uh. and ozone that movie makes me so happy there's a scene at the beginning where you see john claude van tam and a leotab and dude it's like heaven like that movie cracks me up because the two main characters are break dancers. They're not even the best break dancers in the movies. Like the, <laughs> the the team they go up against, they're pulling out like front flips. They're going through each other's legs. I'm like, dude. I'm like, they should have won both battles. Right. Um, and then an album. Oh man, that's tough. I think off the top of my head, I would go Wu Tang Clan Thirty Six Chambers just because it's a classic, and I feel like. Wu-Tang again? Oh, yeah, get it again. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about them is just the, the if I go back and listen, like how raw it was. It just wasn't, it wasn't polished. And there's something that I love about the unpolished. Probably while I like live albums, even though I know they punch in stuff and clean yeah. up tracks. But there's just something about that, that it's just the, the gritty that I dig. Like, yeah. you know, 
it's okay to have a beat that isn't perfectly you know yeah odb was uh he would have been uh he's he's one of my favorites of all time just because how different he was and i feel like he would have been good in this day and age because like the way he raps and i feel i don't really listen to new rap but i feel like he would have fit in with this new one like he would have been the featured guy on like a lot of these like new albums i feel like but i could be wrong odb was a wild card yeah oh is are are we getting older because it used to be rap's not music now where the guys is like yeah that new rap's not really music (laughs) dude did you watch have you ever watched the simpsons back in the day like the good seasons oh of course oh when abe abe simpson's talking to homer as a young kid and he's like it will happen to you he's like (laughs) he's like what's hip used to be hip he's like now i don't know what's hip and it's it's weird and scary to me it will happen to you Um, it's true it's we're so those people now it's like oh this damn like mumble rap i can't even understand it uh that's true we have gotten there like even as a lifelong metal fan when it eventually you know like the death metal became more bigger and the it's like yeah i need a melody and some lyrics here i can get i'll tell you what what metal band i like is baby metal you know baby oh, metal yeah 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 they're bad i want to go to japan so bad and i don't know what they're singing about but it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's funny i guess that would be a cool thing in japan i went there but i didn't get to see pro wrestling still my biggest regret there i would love to that's what like one of my things is like when i that's on my bucket list number one is japan and i want to go see pro wrestling i want to play like playstation 10 because they probably already have it out there uh go to a sumo match and just eat some real sushi man like i just want i need to go out there bad and baseball is dope there is it yeah it's much quicker game is a lot lot quicker there nice so they got it figured out i don't know why we can't figure it out here in the the states but hopefully um all right you could have uh dinner with any one person living or not who are they how many one i would go with probably one of my favorite artists of all time would be buddy holly um i think i think he would have been bigger than elvis i think he he wrote his own songs and he sang them like Elvis yeah. got his most of, I think 95% of his songs were written and the guy was a showman. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. But buddy Holly, he was the first person to do this where he did double tracks on his vocals. Yeah. You know how like rappers do that now where like they put, it just sounds better. Yeah. And he was one of those guys that, um, that did that. And I just feel like, he was i don't know he was just, he was ahead of his time and i think that death was wild the day that music died but yeah. he'd be someone i'd love to just chop chop it up with um and then i'd probably like back up i'd probably go like stone cold steve austin that'd be cold there kid yep yep dude i had buddy holly that's a first because i huge fan too and you know when i talked when we talked to gary Busey, you know and i as a kid i thought i was watching buddy holly you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's interesting you bring that up because that's one of the parts that always stood out to me when he was in the production studio and he's talking to the guy like how did you hear about that you know and well this is what we're going to do like he was a mad scientist of music ahead of the time he was doing things that other people weren't doing with music and i, I agree i think he would have really pushed rock and roll ahead in a totally different way you know and yeah um, and he like he was like a, a big influence on i don't know which one like i don't listen to him as much as the beatles i feel one of them was like a huge buddy holly fan and uh so like who knows what other songs he would have came out with that right. would have been, uh, been great but yeah he uh he was just fucking smooth for a nerd 
Yeah, I think he would have had that potential Johnny Cash type of status because he, even though he was a nerd, he was kind of a, he seemed to have an ability to tell people, go stick it. You know, it's like, I'm going to do this, you know, like being protested for doing the music at the roller rink and his parents upset. And it's like, I don't care. Or the girlfriend that was like, you know, Charles Harden, Holly, you need to stop that music. Yeah. Puts her on the bus and waves goodbye. You know, it's like, how many of us wish we had the balls? I never did. I was always a guy. You're right, dear. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, hell. Uh, Last one for you. Um, We're making a movie about your life. Who do you want to play you, the adult you? Oh, man, that's a tough one. When I was younger, I always said Dane Cook. I was like, if there was a movie played about me, it'd be Dane Cook. But if I had to go with somebody now, man, I would. uh, It has to be living. Sure. uh, No, it doesn't matter. Just any actor. I think Gary Busey would be fucking awesome. Like a young, oh no, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to go just random with this one because I, I, it's that's a tough one to say, but I think I think Jake Busey, Gary Busey's okay. kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, because I love him in Starship Troopers. That's another like movie I absolutely adore. Was uh, oh, yeah. That movie aged like fine wine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anybody like off the top. Maybe like Ryan Reynolds or something. Like somebody that's like wicked hot for a yeah. dude, and be like, yeah, Tim was pretty hot. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they're really pushing that. Uh, they always do that every movie, right? Yeah. You see the pictures, like, oh, okay. Um, oh, just oh, just someone like Michael Clark Duncan, like just a whole different <laughs> type of dude altogether. Yeah. Oh hell. Uh, hey, brother, the the floor is yours. If anything that you want to lend to. Um, you know, the individual listening, just kind of yeah, some, some wisdom, man. What could you share? Yeah. I tell people the truth. It's a long road, whatever your recovery is going to be. It's not easy. You have to try to find a support system. Even if you don't think you have friends, there's a million people online that share the same struggles with you and you can reach out to them and someone is bound to go with you on that, that, that walk. And I'm always down to help out too. look up phone numbers, make some calls, but you got to find like your Mario star and you got to like harness that. And like when Mario has a star, he just plows through everything. And mine's like music, mine's friends. Like I have a couple of them, but like, yeah, you just got to truck stick right through life as much as you can with the help of others. Like that's, that's the best thing is like, it's going to be a hard road, but you're going to feel so much better once you get to a point. Absolutely. Well, the podcast is 2010 Minutes. Tim McCarthy, thanks, brother. This has been a blast. Yeah, it has been. Thank you, brother. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests.
This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.